0: everybody. Welcome back to Woso Daily. This is Claire. I'm here with Tara. How you doing?
1: I'm so good. I finally watched some of these late night games. So I'm feeling sleepy, but empowered, if that makes sense.
0: Yay. Since we're going to talk about a couple of blowout wins and then have to talk about the US, I want to start with some joy. What's been one of your favorite things about the World Cup so far? Now that we're in the round of sixteen,
1: I think it it has just been on another level this World Cup. Like, I think so many more people are paying attention. There's so much more um, talent out there. Like everybody, everybody is just giving it their all, and I just think it's the biggest and the best World Cup yet. (laughs) Yeah, I've had a lot of joy from some of the underdogs
0: this World Cup. It seems like that as much as we talk about the gap closing between the US, it's really more of the gap closing between the like six or eight teams that have traditionally been competitive and everybody else. And it's just been really fun to see some of these teams put on a show.
1: Absolutely. And like, I, I'm a I'm a sucker for any uh, team versus the Federation. And that's been almost a consistent theme in like nearly every game. So it's like uh, they're they're doing it against all odds, regardless of what country we're watching. Oh, yeah. It's been
0: crazy to see how much just a little bit of investment will do, despite everyone's Mm -hmm. ongoing battle with their federation. I think the U.S. is the only one that's currently not in a fight with their federation at some level. So um, that's always something to consider
1: with these. I saw this morning. I saw like television numbers for the Canadian games, and just mm-hmm. how many people were tuning in. It, it was like forty percent higher than when they won the gold medal. So I know Canada's going through it right now, but it it was also nice to see how much support they were getting back back at home, if if not at all from their own Fed.
0: Oh, it was crazy to see massive numbers for Brazil too. It was like 11 million people watched their first game. I was like, let's go, Brazil.
1: (laughs) Live your brand. Yeah, no, I'm like, although so much of the World Cup for me is centered around the United States team and how not great it's been going, it's also like, it's also just been a blast. I'm having so much fun.
0: Yeah, I've decided to just really hone in on not being a locked in Alabama fan energy on the U S and get the joy from all the other teams the way I do with any men's world cup. And it's been really good for my mental health. So
1: it'll be <laughs> <Doing> fun. <good. laughs>
0: what about, so let's get into the games from last night. You watched a lot of that Spain game last night, the Bon Mati show as it was, yeah. what were your thoughts on that one? Spain putting the hurting on Switzerland.
1: Listen, I was such an idiot going into it. I am just, I'm so committed to some of these bigger, badder teams getting shocked and getting beat, and, and just like the narrative that surrounds everything when a big team gets knocked out. Like uh, Germany going home early brought me so much joy, and so I tuned in for the Spain game as if I was let's just say it, the worst, like, person in the world. I, I had some insane idea that maybe something big could happen, and it very much did not. Spain was on a whole another playing field. it looked like Switzerland didn't even deserve to be on the same field as Spain. It was embarrassing. I was starting to regret my choice of even staying <laughs> up that late. It, it was not um, it was not what I signed up for. I, I wanted to be a chaos merchant and it was just Spain sh- showing Switzerland what amazing soccer could be.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. There were also some like big lineup changes coming into this game. I, I know. Villa's Villa's like kind of a villain. The they changed their goalkeeper out for this game, which was kind of crazy. Gave up an own goal, so that was an interesting decision. Putaya started on the bench. Their original captain started on the bench. What were your thoughts on that?
1: So much so much rotation and I would I w- almost had a little bit of tunnel vision on the goalie. She, she, this was one of her first games with the national team and she's not even a starter for Barcelona from what I, if I heard that correctly, I, I believe I did, but I was like, what is going on? They just, I guess they understood their opponent because this B team did not play like a B team at all. But yeah, seeing that much, that much rotation, uh, I, you know, even, even though I I'm trying to, um, not be as locked in, um, not have what you call Alabama fan energy with the United States, I still had a United States lens on, I can't shake it that much. And I was like, how wonderful would it be to construct a roster where you can play, everybody on their bench that would be wonderful oh uh, yeah it would be great if you
0: trusted everybody so that your best stars would be ready for a deep run and you know <laughs> you trusted everybody to play soccer we'll get yes. to people that we possibly do not expect to see or do not want to see for the u.s a little bit later do you have anything else on spain other than they look really dangerous. I would imagine that we're staring down the barrel of a Spain US game or a Spain Japan rematch, which would be wild to see considering Japan already pulled their beat Spain card out of their back pocket. Yeah. Anything else on
1: this team? No, just that they're the real deal. I'm 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 bought in once again with Spain seeing how um Seeing how strong their rotated lineup was, I think there should be a lot of confidence in them. Um and this was just kind of a joke of a of a knockout game. I, I am envious of it. Yeah. How about you too. though? Yeah. I thought this
0: one was good. I'll be honest, I slept through Spain and caught a little bit more of Japan Norway because I am fully on the Japan train at this point of I just want to watch them play. Yeah. So a little bit more into that and the Japan-Norway game where we saw finally the end of Group A, which I think we can now acknowledge was the weakest group in the World Cup lately. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Absolutely, without a doubt, the weakest group. Um, But I want to ask you, I don't believe it's jumping too far ahead. I saw the highlights of the Japan-Norway game. Um, we're kind of reverse roles in it a little bit. I watched Spain, you watch Japan, but I did catch the highlights. So I have to ask you, I have to I have to get ahead of this. Does June Endo play in a inferior league? Because to me, she was dominating that game. Like she had so much beauty out there. I love to watch her play and I want to hear your thoughts.
0: I, between her and Jakobsen
1: being good, I just I don't know
0: that I buy into the inferior league idea, especially with, you know, Wolfsburg Champions League finalist Germany, That just plays all of those Champions League finalists. Wolfsburg's players, not being able to get out of group, really helped my NWSL narrative there.
1: We'll Thank talk God. about
0: South Africa and Thimby, like, I don't think anybody's running around saying...
1: Inferior forward soccer player, you know? <laughs> yes. I just, I had to get it out there because I have mm-hmm. had tunnel vision about it all week. I, I, um, again, I, I'm bringing everything back to the United States, but I thought June Endo was phenomenal, as always. A joy to watch. This
0: Japan team is just a joy to watch. But I do have to say, they looked a little more vulnerable in this game than they did in the group. Like, it wasn't particularly close, but Norway had chances. Graham Hansen and Hagerberg got into good positions a little bit. They scored a goal. Japan's scoring started on an own goal, which is not, like, quite how you want it to start for you if you want to put on a dominant show. What were your thoughts on that, that this was just the first team Japan came up against and really had to play play in a knockout round, and you cannot beat everybody 4-0? Or do you think Japan might not be the far and away only favorites, best team in the world cup right now?
1: Well, I, I think that it is going to be really valuable for however this next round shakes up because this game certainly gave a lot of good tape on how to um, please, please forgive what I'm about to say because it's so corny and very Greg Burke Mm-hmm. but like disorganized them a bit. They, uh, there, there were some faults and it, it definitely wasn't 100% l- cleanliness like we're used to, at least from my saw, from what I saw, like I still have a ton of faith in Japan, but it was the first time I guess I, I watched again i watched a portion of it i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't watch the whole thing yet but i guess it was the first time i saw an idea on how to go against them like i i think norway provided some of that even though they're out now and even though it it really wasn't that competitive of a game i think um i think there's going to be some openings now what about you
0: yeah, I kind of felt that way. Like, it looked like Japan was the overall better team on the field. But Norway's attack definitely showed that, like, they can be vulnerable, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. And um, I think that's that's going to make this next round really, really interesting. Because if, if we can somehow get it together, that's who we would meet up with next, right?
0: Yeah. So moving forward, we will play the, or we, us or Sweden will play Japan and Spain will play the winner of Netherlands, South Africa, which leads us, if you, do you have anything more on Japan before we start previewing tonight's games?
1: No, I I think it was expected. I, I would have bet money on Japan if I did bet money. But again, I just think that Um, as we we get a little deeper into this tournament, things are going to start looking a little less perfect in some of these games. Some of these teams that have had much, much better group stages than we have, um, it's going to dirty up a little bit. Yeah, definitely.
0: I'm just excited that it seems like there's no clear clear favorite to me anymore right now. Like, I could see Spain doing well. If we get past Sweden, which we'll talk about, I can see us doing well. I can see Japan doing well. I think the other side of the bracket is a lot more chaotic than people are giving it credit for. We're going to talk about the odds of the Netherlands-South Africa game right now. I think they are utterly disrespectful. Mm So, because going into it, I'm looking at Google now. They're giving South Africa a 5% chance. Do you give South Africa more than a 5% chance?
1: Absolutely. That's so disrespectful. And I'm somebody who, um, I'm somebody who, I guess, I guess I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. I have really enjoyed watching South Africa. Um, I think they've, They've shocked a lot of teams. I hope they continue to shock a lot of teams. But the Netherlands weren't that good, were they?
0: Yeah, I thought that like the possession statistics override and our US bias override how dangerous the Netherlands can be. We saw Japan tell Spain, hey, you can pass it around as much as you want. That doesn't mean you're gonna win the game. I yeah. feel like the Netherlands could run into that again with the South Africa team. Now, don't get me wrong. I think South Africa would have to get a little lucky. I think they're not going to create a lot, so they would have to finish what they create. But they are a team that can beat you on like a low-pass sequence. They can beat you on the counter. And now that they've finally figured out that like they can score in the last 30 minutes and don't have to collapse then... I'm liking them a little bit more. That was kind of my thoughts on their last game. I had South Africa as my like underdog dark horse to get out of the group, so I've been riding with them for a
1: while now. And Tatla can finish. It, it, it yeah. can be the 90th minute, but she she'll do it. Yeah, she's in form, so I'm really
0: excited to see her tonight. Do you? Uh, what are your thoughts on how the Dutch team matches up with the South Africa team? They're a heavy favorite. I expect them to be able to do their beautiful slow build up thing. But I don't know. They might be a little vulnerable.
1: What are your thoughts on this matchup? I am going into it similarly, uh, like I went into last night's game, where I wanted a big upset and it blinded all of my knowledge of the teams. It just, I went into it mm. fully on, I want chaos. So, I'm I'm going into tonight as well. I think it might be a little less. I don't know how you say stupid. I think South Africa is a little bit more likely to be that um, side to shock to shock the Netherlands. But um, either way, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Yeah, South Africa showed that they can
0: hang with the best of them. Like they were pretty. They were up on Sweden for most of the game they played against them. They're not a team, They. I feel like they are a team that matches up better against some of these passing heavy teams than Switzerland was. Because they can beat you on the counter, Switzerland, I felt like wasn't going to show that they can score like South Africa has. So I think this yeah. will be a better underdog to root for and hopefully a more fun, tighter game.
1: Yeah, I, I love that. Okay, I'm, I'm getting really excited about tonight. And on a on a not soccer level, uh, I'm curious, are you Are you planning on watching this and then waking up for the U.S. game? What's your sleeping strategy tonight?
0: So it is where I live. It's White Lennon night, which is like a big night out party in the street thing. So okay. I am probably going to be like watching part of this game at the pregame, going out, and then still waking up.
1: Okay. Okay. That's, I mean, yeah. that's cool as hell. You're going to come out. You're
0: going to be the cool guy. Yeah. Hopefully I'll come in with all my knowledge and be like, no guys, we can't turn the music on. We got to turn on South Africa. <laughs> good, good. Good. Uh, we need that
1: energy. And yeah. by we, I mean fans of South Africa. Oh
0: yes. I am. I'm so excited to just root for underdogs that are probably going to break my heart this
1: round. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're definitely on the same page there.
0: Yay. Okay, well, do you have any more thoughts on this before we get to the big one?
1: Not at all. I hope Netherlands loses, but do I think they will? I have no idea.
0: Same, same. Okay, well, moving on to the big one for us. We're going to have to talk about the U.S., but I want to talk about Sweden first before we talk about the U.S., if that's okay by you. Talk about what they present, where they've looked vulnerable, and then we'll talk about what we can do to look better
1: than we have. Please, let get right into it. This is exciting.
0: Yeah, so I am not a masochist enough to bring myself to watch Olympics highlights of Sweden again, but (laughs) I did watch their highlights through the group round. And the way they scored were ways that I don't think you beat the U.S. as much, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, Juilliard's does not lose aerial duels like those Italian center backs did just doesn't happen. Doesn't mean she can't be beat, but I'm reasonably confident she is much better than those Italian center backs. Same thing. You're not going to beat Crystal Dunn in a foot race down the wing the way you were able to beat some of these teams in a foot race down the wing that Sweden was able to do. I think that's actually part of the reason South Africa held them off a little bit better is they were better matched up to the way Sweden was playing so far. Maybe I'm just creating hope. What were your thoughts on the way Sweden's played so far? Where do you think they posed the biggest threat?
1: So I, I have, I, like you, I watched the highlights from the group stages and I wasn't necessarily impressed. The only fear I have comes from like a historical fear of Sweden, not necessarily present day fear. And you know, I've said this, um I've said this on what's a Wednesday before, but like I fully understand how much of a um like dumbass this makes me sound. Apologies mm. for cursing Joey, but mm. I- I'm I'm not really scared of other teens as much as I'm scared of ourselves. Like we are our worst um version of ourselves we are uh, our worst nightmare it's just how we come out and play but in terms of like aerial goals from corner kicks or free kicks that Sweden have gotten Mm. uh, like you said Julie Ertz is there for a reason Naomi Gurma is there for a reason uh we we have all of the defensive talent um to make sure that that doesn't happen. And it's not something that super worries me right now. Maybe it's just enough distance from the last game, but i I am starting to actually believe all of the, um, all of the stuff that's coming out, like the acknowledgement of how how bad we were from Vladko, from Alex, from Lindsay, like no matter who's saying it, that's not something that this team has really done before, acknowledged faults to this level. And yeah, I'm I'm ready to get hurt again. I, I'm start I'm starting to believe that we're going to one come out and have something to prove, which you don't you don't really knock knock this team down hard enough where they feel like they have something to prove a lot, which is an issue in itself, but I think we're there right now. And oh, I, you go ahead, I, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say, I definitely think we have that chip on our shoulder now. I saw Lindsey Horan's quotes about all of the drama surrounding that Portugal game. I saw yeah. Alex Morgan this morning being like, I don't really care that our social media manager mispronounced the name of your city. That's mean she was a lot nicer about it. But you yeah. could tell that it was it was a little bit of a villain energy, and then I saw Crystal Dunn took her
1: braids out, and I was like, "We're winning the World Cup!" So, <laughs> you know, and there there would be nothing nothing more like totally on brand for this team to be like the game was terrible, everything was bad, we won for nothing.
0: That is kind of how I'm feeling. Like, is it going to be pretty? No. No. Is it going to be a dominant show of soccer? No. Are we going to play the midfield as lava? Probably. But Sweden hasn't shown through the group stage, I don't think, that they want to be a team that'll possess the ball and beat you that way. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what's going to go on here, how they're setting up against this U.S. team. To and try I, and win I, that, because I don't think they're going to be able to get five goals on corners,
1: no. and i've I've been thoroughly enjoying the opposing teams at whatever stage of of the pre pregame press express that we are no longer the terror that we once were. like nobody's scared of us anymore. And, yeah, valid. But I just I think it's it's um, only going to be more helpful look look at me i'm being terrible right now no but i'm i'm with you there because
0: it first says that like i really don't get it from like powers like sweden or germany or whoever talking about like oh i'm not scared of the u.s anymore i'm not scared of this sweden you've beaten us before like yeah you you should have confidence in yourselves before now
1: Yes. Like uh, they're just buying into that narrative. And I think yeah. that it's a good place to be. Yeah. So moving into what
0: we think the U.S. team is going to do, I'm going to ask you first what you want them to do and then what you think they're going to do. So, okay. like, we know there's going to be lineup changes because Rose LaValle isn't available. Yeah. What do you think is going what would you like to change going into this one to match up best against Sweden?
1: If number one is going to be putting Julie in the midfield. I think if I saw Julie in the midfield, nothing else would matter. I would I would be pumped up. Like that would that would be telling me everything I need to know. Um uh, I'd also I'd also like to have uh, you know, that speedy front line. So so f- in the middle, Lynn up top, and Alyssa Thompson in the game. We we have to acknowledge we brought Alyssa Thompson because she is good enough to be here. So let's play her. Like she, we're not we're not uh, like bring your daughter to work daying it. She she has a valid place on this team. We've already brought players who can't play soccer. So let's let's play Alyssa. I think it's gonna really really work out. Uh, she deserves to have minutes in this game.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm kind of of the uh, mind that, like, Morgan has been good. It's not anything against her. It's just the, like, cross it into the striker is not working for the way we're set up. Let's play to our strengths, you know? I don't think it's really good to have Sophia Smith out on the end line when that's not her best spot. Let's use our weapons where we can,
1: you know? Yeah, and... I I've definitely been uh pro Benching Alex, which in this tournament is not a testament to her being bad. Like she has been playing well. I just believe Sophia will play better there. And yeah. I think today is is that's that's a risk we should be willing to take.
0: Yeah, I think the argument is kind of more we brought four strikers and like 1.25 wingers. And so if we're going to do that, then like the way Morgan plays best, I feel like, is with people that tend to go wider and tend to get to the ball to her when she's in a good spot. And that's not really what Trinity Rodman and Sophia Smith do best, I don't feel like. I feel like they want to have the ball themselves and cut in. And so I feel like it's just it's just more of a this system doesn't play to our strengths than anything against her.
1: And we saw it in Portugal when when Rapino came on, it was just like Rapino knew what to do. She just takes it out wide and crosses it to Morgan's head. And it never, ever worked out. Soccer's soccer's advanced past then. Like our team, our team is different. We don't we don't play like that anymore. And if it would have worked, maybe there was an argument for it, but it didn't. Now, that being said, now that we've had the whole
0: discussion of what we would like to happen, I would add that this is pointless for me to say. I know it's not going to happen, but I think Crystal Dunn would be better if we could let her get forward, if she moved to the midfield, if we had a little bit more defensive stability in the midfield, so she wasn't doing part of the DM job and was able to get a little more further forward on the wing, where she does some of her best work. But I don't know. We'll see if that change happens.
1: I mean, uh, I think that that opens up Horan to be her best version of herself. Is if instead of replacing Rose's role, (laughs) Lindsay plays Rose's role in being that more attacking player. And we have somebody else like a Crystal Dawn link up with Andy Sullivan. I think so much of the speculation about what would fix the midfield is about Julie and Andy. But if you don't want to go that far, I think um, letting Lindsay push up push up higher and not have that responsibility to get back or play make as much um, would solve would solve a lot of problems too. Like there there are multiple versions of it. Oh,
0: yeah, I'm with you there. So all that being said, what do you think is going to happen?
1: Oh, man, I, I'm nervous about it. Right now, I think I think it's going to go into penalty kicks and we advance. But that could change in my heart in like 10 minutes. It's It's going back and forth. I could see a lot of things happening. But right now, I'm going to stick with. The most anxiety ridden answer because that's the team that we have right now. And it would be go into PKs.
0: Yeah, I can see that happening. I think we're going to run out the exact same lineup we did in like the first game against the Netherlands and how we started against Vietnam with just Andy Sullivan slotting in for Rose
1: LaValle. You mean Which- DeMello?
0: Yeah, yeah, sorry. I said the wrong name. Savannah DeMello is slotting in for Rose Lavelle. Andy Sullivan would play the six. That's how we have set up this whole time. Thank you for that. And that's how it's going to run out. We're going to play the midfield as lava and we're going to see if we can do something cool on the wings. Hopefully, we'll use the right one as well as the left one.
1: The <laughs> Well, well with with like regardless of what changes happen or not. If Savannah's out, uh, that guarantees that we're going to have better set pieces and corner kicks, which is a good thing. And anybody who watches Savannah Demello play at the club level will know that. Um, and and truth truthfully, the first two games of the World Cup as well, the girl gets fouled like no other. So hopefully, she she. Um, Take some hit in their box, and, and we get a little better at penalty kicks because I could absolutely see that happening as well.
0: Oh, definitely. I think she might provide a little bit more of a ready to run back and forth for 90 minutes than some of the rest of our midfield. So I'm kind of, I'm like not concerned at all about DeMello slotting in.
1: Me, then. No, she, I think she's proven. 100 times over again, just in this World Cup that she's worthy of starting on this team. So your
0: final prediction, the U.S. wins and penalties. I, am, I think it's going to be a 1-0 game. I'm not going to say who's going to do it. I think it's going to be a 1-0 game or maybe like a 2-1. I think it's going to be decided by one goal. I think the one goal that's going to decide it is going to be a corner kick. And I'm not going to say which team is going to be the winner because it is going to very much depend on a lot of the things that can change but may not. But Sophia Smith could just strap on a finishing boot and we will be fine because if you looked at the statistics for the U.S., this is what made me feel a lot better. The We have like statistically far and away the best defense in the World Cup and we have the biggest gap between like XG and goals, which I know is like there's a lot more to the statistics than that. But I would say I kind of feel like it's that moment where you see somebody come to up to bat and you're just like they're due. You know?
1: Yeah. It it that's totally it. And it's it's like already making me excited for tonight. But these these players have been Beaten down this week uh, by themselves by the poor game that they had and the poor group stage that they have had, but also every single journalist uh, that covers the United States team, and I just think that you know they're going to be backed into a corner, and and I I would take a lot of our starting players even even with their faults in in that phase in, in that backed into a quarter. What are you gonna do now? It, it's the knockout rounds. I, I think I think we're gonna come out really, really hungry and I can't wait.
0: Yeah, I think I think no matter what, we got an edge going into this one. A chip on our shoulder. You know, as much as like we're trying to avoid vibes discussion and talk about the actual soccer. I watched Miracle on Ice this morning to get hyped. I was really sad at the beginning because it was all about setting up the good American structure plan. And then I was like screaming, it's a miracle. We did it. So I'm
1: ready to go. <laughs> and Claire, if it if something happens where this doesn't work out uh, the, tomorrow morning, I keep saying today. But if it doesn't work out tomorrow morning, we get a new coach. And so, and you know, that I- might be better than winning this game. So either way, anyway, I'm going into it, and I'm going to be enjoying myself. That's that's what I'm going to try and tell myself. Sounds
0: good. Me too. I'm hoping to ha- at least have some fun. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk and hopping on to Woso Daily today. Always good to hear your expertise and positivity on this team, Tara. I'm sure Woso Daily will be back tomorrow with whatever happens tonight.
1: Thank you, Claire. Thank you, everybody.